Hello, and welcome to Career Chats with Lakeisha, the podcast that's all about providing you with quick and to the point career advice that you can listen to in between meetings or whenever you just need some quick tips. The title of today's episode is The Game Decoded. But first, before I jump in, let me tell you a story. Years ago, at a previous employer, I got a new manager. As soon as he joined the team, all he ever spoke about was getting a quick win and acquiring resources before the newness wore off. He would find every opportunity to say something in every meeting, oftentimes at the expense of saying something completely irrelevant. As I went along in my career, though, company after company, I noticed the same patterns with other coworkers. This left me wondering if there was some sort of how to navigate corporate America playbook that I was not aware of. Well, there was, and this week's episode is all about giving you five tips from this playbook so that you're equipped to navigate corporate America with ease. So let's get into it. Tip number one, get a mentor. You'll want to have at least one mentor that works at the same company as you, preferably someone who has a strong reputation and who is one to two levels above you. Take, for instance, in my current role, I'm a manager, so my mentors are at the director level. This is key because someone two levels above you has wider visibility of what's going on at your organization and can help you understand your company's goals and culture at a macro level. Someone one to two levels above you is also likely to have encountered similar situations as you that they have successfully managed to navigate through. They also have the lessons learned from those experiences so that they can provide you with solid advice. Learning from others who've been where you are will accelerate your growth and shift your mindset. Getting a mentor two levels above you with a strong reputation is a good idea also because they can act as an advocate for you, speaking up for you in conversations that you're not in and nominating you for opportunities that will enable you to put your strengths on display, thus gaining you exposure to other leaders within your organization. Tip number two, be self-aware. Self-awareness is all about knowing yourself, your strengths, growth opportunities, and your triggers. Having self-awareness will enable you to effectively communicate your needs and your goals. Self-awareness will also enable you to self-regulate in stressful situations, as well as give you the presence of mind to to self-reflect when needed. Self-reflection is key to building strong relationships at work and in your personal life, because this will often help you identify opportunities to smooth over disagreements, as well as when to be more assertive. Being self-aware also makes you a quick learner, making you more receptive to feedback and thus enabling you to develop a plan to quickly overcome that feedback. Demonstrating self-awareness will also enable you to instill trust in those around you. When you build trust, you also build influence. Tip number three, build relationships. Strong relationships are key to life in and outside of work. Dedicating time to foster your work relationships is just as important as doing your day-to-day work. You should prioritize building strong, authentic relationships at work 
with those that are junior to you, your peers, and your leaders. Remember what I said in tip number two, trust is key to building relationships. To build trust and thus strong relationships, you must demonstrate consistency, professionalism, and a strong work ethic. Take the time to meet regularly with key people at work, whether that be on a weekly or monthly basis. For example, I have one-on-ones with my direct reports bi-weekly, and in the off weeks, I have a team meeting where we all meet together. I meet with my senior manager and director weekly because we tend to have a lot to discuss from overall team health, as well as my own growth and development progress. I have one-on-ones with my partners every two to three weeks where we catch up on life, discuss work priorities, and needs of the spaces that we work in. Having regular time scheduled to connect with coworkers will enable you to get to know each other on a basic human level. You will build a rapport and better understand each other's needs and motivations. You'd be amazed how taking the time to build relationships will pay off in tough times because not only does this enable you to build empathy with your coworkers, it also enables them to do the same for you. Tip number four, get used to conflict. So a few years back, there was some tension between myself and a stakeholder. I shared my frustrations with my manager at the time, and he said to me, healthy tension is good. Well, what he meant by that is that being assertive and having the courage to speak and share your unique perspectives is important, even if it conflicts with the perspectives of others. Oftentimes, when it comes to solving problems, many perspectives are needed in order to align and land on a decision. One of the keys to managing conflict is to believe your coworkers have the best intentions and are acting in the best interest of the company. Try to approach conversations with an open mind and a willingness to understand the other person's perspective. Your goal is to demonstrate that you, one, empathize with their perspective, and two, help them understand your perspective. Ideally, If you've taken the time to build relationships, as I mentioned in tip number three, then you may already understand your coworkers enough to anticipate where you might meet points of friction. If this is the case, then I recommend taking the time to plan out the conversation before it happens. If you can't plan it out, then again, approach the situation with an open mind and a willingness to listen, but do have the courage to speak up for yourself. If you're a people manager, you'll likely be in many situations where you'll need to discuss budgets, which is never an easy conversation, but you'll need the courage to advocate for appropriate funding and resources to support the team you're responsible for. Again, expecting to encounter conflict at work enables you to anticipate potential pushback and to devise a plan to address any questions or opposing views that may arise. Tip number five, seek exposure. How many of you were taught growing up that if you work hard and do a good job, you'll get noticed? While that might eventually come to pass, don't hold your breath waiting for it. In the book, Empowering Yourself, The Organizational Game Revealed by author Harvey J. Coleman, he talks about the PIE framework, P-I-E, 
which stands for Performance, Image, and Exposure. In the book, Coleman suggests that you spend 10% of your work efforts performing really well, 30% developing a strong image or professional brand, and 60% seeking exposure and ensuring key decision makers have visibility into your performance and image. Now, as a caveat though, before you seek out exposure, it is key that you have a solid performance history and a great image because seeking exposure without a solid track record and image will only backfire. Seeking exposure is sort of like finding opportunities to humble brag. It could be anything from volunteering to give talks about your latest project or teaching lunch and learns on a topic you've mastered. Years ago, I had one of my leaders suggest to me that I seek to be placed on the company's highest priority projects. Well, I took that advice and it enabled me to get exposure organically. My team and I met regularly with senior leaders due to the strategic nature of the work. This gave me the opportunity to get exposure with some very key decision makers. Now, many people rely on their managers to advocate for them and spotlight their good work. And while there is some shared responsibility there, the onus is really on you to be your own hype person. Believe in yourself and what you bring to the table and find your own authentic way to get the exposure you deserve. So to recap, my five tips for decoding the corporate game are tip number one, get a mentor. Tip number two, be self-aware. Tip number three, build relationships. Tip number four, get used to conflict. And tip number five, seek exposure. Well, that's it for now. But before I go, I'll leave you with something that really stuck out to me after reading Harvey J. Coleman's Empowering Yourself, The Organizational Game Revealed. To paraphrase, essentially by choosing to work in corporate America, you're already playing the game. So why not have a strategy? Thanks for listening. I look forward to having you join me next time. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Career Chats with Lakeisha. Thank you. Bye-bye.